Now entering Nerdist.com. True it with a guy named Kevin. True it and this other guy Steve. True it from the TV and the movies, and now this podcast stream. True it, they're gonna get chewy. True it, they might even get me. True it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. What do you got? What are you eating? I'm eating. What are you chewing? What are you chewing on? I'm eating nachos with uh, nacho cheese sauce that I get at the the movie theater. Oh, really? That's funny because I was going popcorn. Okay. Why is that, Queen? Why did you Traditional popcorn. Why did you choose Because I'm thinking about movies. That's why I'm chewing movie theater nachos. Yeah, this is... We're going to talk Oscars today. Let's talk Oscars. But we got to do some things first. We got some business first. Okay. (laughs) Listen, uh, if you're going to go shopping on Amazon, go over to the Chewing It website. There'll be a banner ad for Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Click on that. It'll take you to Amazon. And as a result, it'll kick back a few uh, pennies to the Chewing website so we can keep the lights on. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to go shopping, you might as well just go through that banner ad. Tell me how to do it again because I'm going to do it. All right. You go to the Chewing website mm-hmm. the, uh, at Nerdist. You go to Nerdist. You go to our podcast website. Yeah. There'll be a banner ad for Amazon. Mm-hmm. You click on it. You know what I'm going to do today? Takes you to Amazon, and then you shop. I'm going to think of something that I need from Amazon, and I'm going to buy it intentionally from a website just to get into the habit of it. Okay. So that's all it is. Life is Yeah, habitual. it's habitual. It really is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, beyond that, we also need to plug a few of our shows. Let's do it. Uh, uh, this week, February 25th, we are going to be in Chicago mm-hmm. doing a Broken Lizard Live show. All five guys from Broken Lizard on stage performing live in Chicago at the Park West Theater. The show we did uh, this past weekend in Houston was awesome. Great. Yeah. Uh, And it was just a precursor to how awesome the Chicago show is going to be. Yeah. Go on to our website, heffernandlemmy.com. They have the link to the tickets. Yeah. Or you can check out our Twitter. We'll be... We're posting about it, and we'll give you links to how to get tickets to Chicago. Sure. Uh, I'm at Heffernan Rules. I'm at Steve Levin. Yeah. And so you go on there, see us in Chicago. We're also doing the Beer Fest in Chicago this weekend. Yeah. Saturday. There are still tickets available. There are tickets available. Go on to the uh, Broken Lizard Facebook page. I know there's a yeah. There's an ad on there for that. Or you can go to the Broken Lizard Twitter page, at Broken Lizard. Yeah. And uh, that's, just so you know, that event was actually sold out, and then we added more tickets because yeah. we had a bigger venue. Yeah. So uh, the more the merrier. Yeah. The more beer, the merrier. I think there's a discounted price now, too. Uh, there might be. I think it's like a forty percent discount. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Oh wow, I don't know. Yeah, they're you were probably giving it away. Oh it must my be god, crazy! Oh my god! All right, so if you're in Chicago, come see us this weekend. Uh, uh, okay, then the next week, uh, March third, Thursday night. Yes. One night only. One show only. Seven p.m. We're going to be in Bakersfield. Steve Lemmy and Kevin Heffernan will be in Bakersfield, California, at the Templar Brewing Company. They get a comedy, uh, like a comedy show there uh, once a month, I think. Yeah. And uh, fun room. I'm excited for that show. It'll be great. We've, Boozy, beery. We've done a few beer halls before, and it's always a rowdy, wonderful Always affair. fun. I'm going to do some beer jokes. Okay. I'll do some beer jokes. Me too. Okay. Um, and so that's Thursday night, March 3rd. Then that Saturday, March 5th, we're going to be in Hollywood at the Hollywood Improv on Melrose. And that's fun. I've never performed there. And uh, I should have. I should. You have a couple times. I have. And uh, we got one show only. Saturday night. It's like a 10 o'clock show. 10 p.m. Uh, Saturday, March 5th. And the tickets are on sale now. 
you can go to the Improv website or you can go to heffernandlemmy.com uh, and uh, buy some tickets. That's yeah. going to be a that's going to sell quick though. It it is uh, in the process of selling out because uh, the ticket's only eighteen dollars. Sure, the way. okay, and it's only one show. One show, so it's like two hundred seats. Two hundred seats. Yeah, you know, it's like if the Stones played like a little club, right? That's I guess you and I are <laughs> like the Stones, aren't we? Exactly. Uh, um, um, all right, so that's all your business there: Chicago, Bakersfield, and Hollywood. We got some more dates coming on uh, in. Uh, Later on in March and April, but we'll, we'll we don't want to load you up with those yet. We'll hit you with those, but you can go to heffernandlemmy.com and find out where we're going. Yeah. Um, okay. Oscar season is upon us, everybody. The I Oscar feel like it's been going on for a while though, because I feel like we started getting those Oscar screeners like four months ago or some shit like that. Sure. Well, I I definitely feel this year like the award season has been going on forever. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because Leonardo DiCaprio is. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's like you know, you got the Golden Globe. I don't know. And you got I think it just Baftas has been going on. And the fucking thing yeah. and the thing. And the funny thing was, like, I you know, we talked about this the other day, but uh, I got my treadmill here, and I you know, I got it set up, mm-hmm. and so um, I've watched a couple of these movies twice. Really? Just because I'll like I'll watch it like late night on my couch. Sure. And then a month later, I'll be on my treadmill. Like, what are you gonna watch? And then pop in. One of these Oscar movies again. What have you watched twice? I've watched The Revenant twice. I've mm-hmm. watched Spotlight twice. I've watched Mad Max twice. I think that's... Oh, uh, Hateful Eight, but that's not uh, okay in the best picture or anything like that. But sure. I watched that twice. So I, kn- I'm, I know some of these films. All right. Good. Inside and out. Okay, cool. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, you'll be... Uh, great. Prepared to talk about that. Fucking great. Um, this is the first year... Uh, that we're doing our Oscar episode that I've actually watched all of the movies. You have? I haven't even watched all the movies. I've watched them all. Um, all right, should we dive into this or what? Dude. I think that's why we're here. Let's do it. What's the bet? What's the bet? Last uh, year, last year, year was on my pissed foot. on the foot and, uh, and I killed you. I want to go double or nothing. This is why you watched all these movies, didn't you? This is why you watched them all so mm-hmm. that you could feel, I mean, you could oh, hope. Yeah. You could I even hope. know how to pronounce that girl's name in Brooklyn. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Sawarsi. <laughs> Yo, Sawasi. Hey, Sawasi, you from Kanasi? <clears throat> Are we going to, so we, we're going to go double or nothing bet then? Uh, another piss, yeah. The piss on the foot? Or should we take a shit on the other guy's foot? No, I know. Just kidding. True crew, sorry. Disgusting. And for our newcomers, sorry, 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 sorry. It's not like that. It's never yeah, like that. It's never, it's never like, like that. that. Let's, let's start like doing the Oscars, like best supporting actor. Okay, Kev. That's the way they do it in the Oscars. Okay. Who won best supporting actress last year? Let's get her to present uh, this category. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you who won. We should year. keep these checklists so we can... Isn't that sad that I, uh, I kick your ass, but then I immediately forget who won the shit last year? Yeah, but that's, uh, that's the nature of all this stuff. You're right. It's, it's like just popcorn. It's like popcorn. There's so much pomp and circumstance. Today, gone tomorrow. But in the end, who gives a shit? Yeah. And you know, it's a show. I do. Okay. What are we doing? All right. We're doing best supporting actor. So actor in a supporting role is what we're doing. Uh, we got, I'll go real fast. Christian Bale, Tom Hardy, Mark Ruffalo, Mark Rylance, Sylvester Stallone. Let's yeah. go first. Christian Bale. For, for the, Christian Bale for The Big Short. Yeah. Tom Hardy for The Revenant. And not Mad Max. Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight. Mark Rylance from Bridge of Spies. He was the spy. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone for Creed. Okay. Uh, Christian Bale I thought was awesome. Unbelievable. In The Big Short. Like I was sitting there. I was watching with my wife. And like uh, the opening scene, you know, he's sitting at his desk. It's like he's, in the, he's the opening scene, right? So he's sitting at the desk. And I'm looking at him. And I'm like, what the fuck? He looks. He's got a lazy eye. Yeah. And I was like, does Christian Bale really have a lazy eye? No, I don't think I've ever seen his lazy eye before. And I'm looking at it, and I rewound it, and I was like, he's got a fucking lazy eye. <laughs> You're dumb. And then You're dumb, I realized that that was his character. You're dumb, Heffernan. 
That was like, I, I mean, I saw that like the thing happen. I was like, yeah. I was like, whoa, he's, is he a lazy guy? And I was like, oh no, no, that's uh, that's his character. <laughs> but it was cool. It was great. I loved that. Like I loved they just gave it to you right in the thing. And you know, uh, he was really quirky. And, yeah. Uh, Ultimately, but not too quirky. You know how they do that? Sometimes they just go too far, too quirky. Sure. See, see The Martian. We'll get to that movie. <laughs> right, we'll get to right, that right. movie. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I thought he was great. He was awesome. And uh, and uh, the thing is, though, that movie, everyone's a supporting actor, I yeah. felt like. There's no lead in that movie. You yeah. know? So, it, I don't know. It's hard uh, well, to pick you know, one person that was... Uh, you know, I mean, you know what? I th- I thought Carell did a phenomenal job. Carell's unbelievable. I thought Brad Pitt was unbelievable. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, yeah, Brad. You know, Brad Pitt to me he had a smaller role. He did, um, but he was still he had a presence to him. Yeah, he was like you know he had like a Robert Redford presence to him. I oh, like. he sure did. You know what I mean? He sure uh, like Robert Redford. Yeah, no, I mean he. I, I thought I, I thought he was great. I think Brad Pitt's great in everything. Yeah, I thought Carell and um, and Christian Bale. Carell, great. He's great. Stole the movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think um, uh, Ryan Gosling did a great job. Great, but uh, it wasn't necessarily the same as like like I loved when we were in Carell's office with all those guys. Oh yeah, and I love I love the fact that this is a real life character. Yeah, you know, and, and like I mean, we'll talk about the we'll movie. we'll get to but, that movie. But like I, I thought it was interesting. You know, it's like when Carell you know gets up and gets on the phone in the middle. I, I just I, I just thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Um, all right, Tom Hardy, Revenant. Um. Yeah, I mean, he was. He, he was, was great. He was great. Yeah, he was great. Hard to understand what he was saying. I guess my <laughs> knock on him is that, like, I think you know, he just scalped himself and played a different version of Bane. You know, like, <laughs> he uh, did. He's just he did. But I, I really like Tom Hardy. Um, it I is, and like you know, there's a lot of Tom Hardy this year, and you know, one of those movies that wasn't nominated was Legend, right? Was the where oh, he plays he, the, twins, the twins, the Cray, the Cray brothers. Yeah, and that was a great acting exercise for That's him. That was Cray. You think I'm the first guy to make that joke? No. No. And then, um, you know, of course, Mad Max, you know. And I think Mad Max, I liked him better in Mad Max than I liked him in The Revenant. But I really liked him in The Revenant. But you're supposed to hate him because he's supposed to be an asshole. Yeah. You know I mean? Which is good. By the way, you know what they should have, you know what the ad campaign for Legend should have been? It should yeah. have had the two Hardy twins next to each other and should have yeah. just said Cray Cray. <laughs> cray Cray. Yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. The or, movie should have been called Cray Cray. What about, this is going to be Cray. I'll take it. Right, I'll sure. take it. Okay. You know what's funny? If you and I worked for the trailer company or like the and we should. company, and we should, those definitely would have been on our list. Sure, as like Fuck to yeah. to crack up the uh, the staff. Cray cray. Okay, I'm thinking cray cray. Maybe that would have launched it to to Oscar level. You know who knows? You and I should win an Oscar. Okay, uh, Ruffalo. Ruffalo and Spotlight. Spotlight. Oh, I loved him. I think this is my favorite performance of this group. He I- was so like he had a quirk to him, but he was so like real. Like it's a like it's a real guy that you don't actually see all the time. I felt like I, the thing about his performance was it was so real. Yeah, the quirk was so minimal. It was so minimal, but 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 it, there was a pronounced element to it. It was like, oh, okay, I, I know, I've seen, I've know that I know guys like that. He, he's just into what he's doing. Yeah, and like, but he was so earnest and so likable. Yeah, and then you know, I don't want to give anything away if people haven't seen it, but then. He's got this one moment in the movie where he breaks it. That's right, and I fucking loved that. It scene. was it was uh, it was goosebumpy because he, you bought it. Yeah. When he when he brought when he got fucking pissed, you bought it. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. That was, was great about it. That's who I think should win. Okay, Mark Rylance, Bridge of Spies. I mean, he's a good actor. He's a really good actor. But I, 
I thought that that part was an exercise in minimalism. You know what I mean? Like it was a very stoic part. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Intentionally, he was, he was good. And yeah. uh, yes, he was stoic and and very likable. Yeah. Mysterious. I've seen you know I've seen him in other stuff and he's a great actor. Yeah. But I don't I don't I, you know I, I don't think it, I I like Mark Ruffalo's performance better for example. Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Creed. None of us have seen it. I've not seen it. But I heard didn't get a screener. I heard it's very. Pa- you know what? And that's the fucking problem. I know it's sad. Should have sent us. A but that's for our. That's our fault. We should go out to the movie theater and see. I mean, I can't. I if have, you I have babies, I know. But if you, you if you said you know. Five years ago, oh, Creed's coming out, man. Mm-hmm. The new, the new Rocky movie. You'd be like, I'm there. Uh, You'd be like, I'm fucking seeing that movie. Five years ago, no. Twenty-five years ago, yes. No, five years ago, yes. No, I mean, look, I, I before I, you had kids, come on. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. But I would have seen all these things in the theater probably all in the same day. Sure, <laughs> you know, sure, I sure. I been... I'm saying like uh, uh, a Rocky movie would have been pretty high on your. List of priorities, right? I, he- I hear what you're saying. Okay. But, you know, like uh, the, like Tommy Guns Morrison wasn't so great. And then I went to see the Rocky Balboa one. They came out with, like, the num- number six. Yeah. Which was, like, so depressing. Yeah. But this one had such good buzz about being a good movie and, and uh, kind of reinventing. and that Which leads us to where we are. I will say this. <sighs> Make I will, your pick. I, I believe that this is the, the highest quality of nominees that we've had in many years. Really? Okay. I do. I do, too. I can't ignore all the Stallone buzz that I'm hearing. <laughs> right. I can't ignore it. Even I, I though don't, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. And, you know, I hear they're going to give it to him. Don't dwell. Make your pick. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm gonna, if you go Stallone, I'm going Stallone. <laughs> I'm going Stallone. You are going Stallone? Yeah. So you're betting with your head right now. Yes. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen but it. But I think the buzz is such, and I think that they give it to him as an honor, you know, kind of a... Sure. All right, pick it. I'm going Stallone. Okay. <laughs> okay. God damn it. Only because you went Stallone. If okay. you've gone Ruffalo, I've gone Christian Bale. Why don't you go Ruffalo and I'll go Christian Bale. I love I mean, I think Ruffalo uh, is about as good as it gets. But I think Stallone's going to win. Okay. Okay, actress in a supporting role. Jennifer Jason Leigh for The Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. Rooney Mara for Carol. Yeah. Rachel McAdams for Spotlight. Alicia Vikander, The Danish Girl. Kate Winslet for Steve Jobs. Okay. Okay. Jennifer Jason Leigh. Oh, you haven't seen Hateful Eight, have you? I have not seen it. Oh, she's so good in it. Is she good in it? She's good in a, in a very kind of feral, kind of ferocious kind of way. I don't want to make fun of of her, but I she's got uh, she's got Joker face now, and it, and it freaks me out. Joker face. Yeah, Are you pl- talking about plastic uh, surgery? You think plastic surgery? I didn't. Yeah, for sure. You think so? Yeah, for sure. I think. No, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't notice that so much in the movie. Maybe she got it done after the movie. Oh, maybe I don't know, but. Uh, I haven't seen it though. She's so. great though. It's just another example though. Of Tarantino like taking somebody. You know, who obviously he's loved in the past. Yeah. And putting him into these movies and them delivering. You know what it was? My wife was watching that Andy Cohen show on Bravo. Okay. And um, she was on as a guest, and they showed a clip. I was already like, oh, my God, her fa- God, she butchered her face. Okay. And then they showed a clip from Fast Times, like when she's give, like practicing the blowjob on the carrot. Right, right. And she looked... Young and innocent. I know she's young, but like her eyes were different, and like yeah. her mouth was as, as, as a bummer. Yeah, okay. But, you know... But I guess you know what in um, Hateful Eight she gets beat up so hard a bunch of like her face is always bruised or there's okay. something going on and okay. you don't notice but I mean she gets the shit kicked out of her in that movie. Okay. What about uh, you see Carol? I did. Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. This is weird to me because I I think Rooney Mara is the lead actress in that movie. Like the the movie's about her. Yeah. She's got more time than Kate Winslet does, or Kate uh, Blanchett. Blanchett does. Yeah. A lot. More I time. think she's the leading actress, I think which so I too. think is kind of a weird. 
I, I think thing um, here. Yeah, I think pe- people have been talking about. It. That's been a topic. Oh, it has a okay. conversation. Okay, uh, I'm not alone. No, you're definitely not alone. That's okay. that's the uh, that's the scuttlebutt. Okay, I think that's the truth. Yeah, Ruth. I mean, it, the story is actually her story. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe because she's not Carol. Um, well, they should have <laughs> just called it uh, Rooney then. <laughs> right. And I can't remember what her character's name is. Right. Um, okay, Rachel McAdams in Spotlight. Also great. I loved her. Yeah, great. Broke type. I you mean, think? Well, you know, she was playing. Usually, she's playing like a glamorous, gorgeous girl. I guess uh, you didn't watch. You didn't see True Detective season two, though, did you? I did not. Okay, yeah. She doesn't. She does not play glamorous. She's a cop, right? Yeah, kind of a down, more down and dirty cop. Okay. Like. Well, she's she's branching out, but I I thought she was great. Um, very good. I thought everybody. In, in yeah, I mean, was great. that's another one where it's like hard to find the best actor in that. I mean, I, I guess maybe Michael Keaton, but it's really an ensemble again, you know, which is yeah, very great, very cool. But I thought Rachel McAdams was great in that also. Yeah, um, Alicia Vikander, the Danish girl. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. She's great in um, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Yeah, she's great in that. Yeah. But I haven't seen Danish Girl. No, me either. That's one of the few ones I haven't seen. Yeah. I started so I to watch it the other day, and then my wa- my I put it in. My wife was like, uh, "Oh, I watched this already." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> all right, oh, okay." That's all you needed to not watch it. <laughs> well, then I did. Then I watched something else. I, oh, okay. The Equalizer. Yeah, yeah. Then I watched the Ninja Assassin. Uh, okay, Kate Winslet, Steve Jobs. Uh, did you see it? I did. She's phenomenal. I thought she did a great job. I think she's incredible. She has like a that slight like Polish accent. What? Which it really it, it throws you for a second, and then you're like, "Holy shit!" She does a great job with that accent. No, I thought she was great. I thought she was great. I was laughing all the way through because it reminded me of, you know, my Bulgarian thing. It's like sounded more Bulgarian to me, <laughs> right? You know, yeah, a little thing at the end there, yeah. And yeah. Uh, that accent just—I hate to say it—makes people that makes those people sound, you know, a little dumb. Do you think so? Unattractive, uh, dumb. I, but I think I bought her. I bought the accent, though. I mean, I—I I thought she was great. I thought she did. A, I, you know, I thought she did a phenomenal job. I—I I think that movie's totally underrated, and I love that movie. Uh, it is. The performances are great in that movie, and but it's also just a great way to tell a story. Like it's instead of a traditional biopic, they picked three incidents and they three. turned it like a play. That was the best thing about it, I which was, was like, such a cool way to do it. Twenty minutes in, I was like, "This is the fucking opening of the movie." They haven't. This is the same sequence from the. It's yeah. just one moment in time. Yeah, it's like it's just like three plays. Yeah. put together, which no, I think I, was a very smart way to do it. I thought it was great. Um, okay, go ahead. You pick, because I picked first. Okay, uh, I'm going Kate Winslet. Okay. Who are you going with? Uh, that's who I. Th- that's of all the movies I've seen. That's who I think should win. But I think the buzz is on this Alicia Vikander, and I haven't seen that movie. But I'm going to pick her just to fuck you. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I, I of all of these of the other four, uh, I, I would pick Kate Winslet of the movies I've seen. Yeah. But I'm gonna, I'm going to be a horror for. Uh, okay. I'm going to be a horror for Buzz. Okay, you're a Buzz whore. <laughs> I'm a Buzz whore. Okay. Original screenplay. Yeah. We got Bridge of Spies, Ex Machina or Machina, mm-hmm. Inside Out, mm-hmm. Spotlight, and Straight Out of Compton. Mm, oh, there's some other different interesting ones here. Yeah, original screenplay. Yeah, okay. Um, I think Spotlight's phenomenal. I I think Straight Out of Compton. Is, I fucking loved Straight Out of Compton. Is great. And I know there was all this controversy, but I I don't know why it was nominated for Best Picture. Because I think it's a it's fucking great. It is. I you know what? It's like I think the annoying thing is I think straight out of Compton for whoever is deciding on the stuff falls into like a music movie category, maybe or like 
or like an urban movie that doesn't need to be taken seriously. But it's a phenomenal movie. Well, I, I think that's a little bit of the knock is that, yes, that maybe the Academy voters, it's not in their wheelhouse or something. I don't know. But I, I don't know. I mean, they've... I mean, there were other kind of urban movies in the past that have been nominated, but so I don't understand it because, you know, frankly, I was not a huge NWA guy. Yeah, growing up or whatever. Yeah, not go even figure. A, not even a small NWA yeah. guy. Well, no, I, I mean, I, I knew the songs. You know what I mean? I, I, I mean, liked I liked "Fuck the Police." Yeah, I um, liked that song, but like, that's. A, I mean, I thought that was a, a powerful movie given the circumstances of today mm-hmm. and how how you know relevant it is to today. I thought. The performances were phenomenal, and I thought it was well written. And I thought the musical stuff was like really hit home. Really hit it. Yeah. Oh man, it was dope. It was so dope. Okay. But anyway, uh, so anyway, that's my little thing. I'm surprised it didn't get more uh, uh, accolades. But here it is: original screenplay, *Bridge of Spies*. You know, I found it to be a little boring. *Bridge of Spies* is fine. It's a fine yeah, movie. It's, it's fine. not. It's just not like the greatest Spielberg movie and it's not even I mean like okay here's an example here's here's my problem with that movie it's like vintage uh, movie moments like in the early part of the movie he's riding the subway mm-hmm. or the train mm-hmm. into work and he looks over and there's a woman with a newspaper yeah and on the front is the article about him and she's shaking her head at him yes scowling Cut to the end of the movie. Same situation. He's on the train. Woman's reading the paper. There's a positive story about him. She smiles at him. You know sure. what I mean? I was like, ah, oh, come on. Sure. Like, I thought that was dog shit. Okay. That moment. Sure. To do that moment. I hear you. I dog. thought that was weak. I hear you, dog. Yeah. Um, and that, that represented that the movie didn't have the depth that I thought it needed. Now, wasn't the, this script was written by the Coen brothers, yeah? Was it? I believe so. Okay. It's a script by Coen brothers directed by Spielberg. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not going to give it my vote. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, Ex Machina. I thought that was great. I love this movie. I really like that movie a lot. By the way, this this actor, Donald Gleason, who I suspect is Brendan Gleason's son. Yeah, he is. Okay. He's in everything he's right in now. Everything. Yeah. And huge movies. I mean, yeah. he's in Star Wars. Yeah. He's Revenant. in Revenant. Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Yeah. The guy's everywhere. Yeah. Ex Machina. I, I mean, what is he not in? Dude's blowing up. Dude, and he was great in this, and Oscar Isaacs was great in this, and Alicia yeah. Vikander was great in this thing. And that movie yeah. was awesome. I it was thought. great. I loved it. Yeah. Um, Inside, Inside Out. Out. Do you see it? Yeah, my kid watch, has watched it like 20 times. Yeah, great. Uh, loved it. I'm glad it was nominated for Best Original Screenplay because it's a great story. Yeah. But I think uh, Oscar will ignore it. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Spotlight. I think Spotlight's an incredible It's a phenomenally story. written script, I think, because I think they tread the line of like... Uh, uh, of not being sensational, but still exposing the situation and then getting into how it was exposed. Yeah. I mean... That's a tricky line to walk, I feel like. It is a tricky line to walk. And they did a great job. It was great. Um, so here we are. It's time to choose. Okay. I'm going Spotlight. I'm going Spotlight, too. Oh, Lemmy. Well, the thing is, it's like the only other movie that I could see beating Spotlight is Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. Because, uh, not because I think it's a better... Sc- uh, script, yeah, but because I think you know that uh, Oscar politics, they'll want to give it to that, yeah. Um, but I just think Spotlight is the best. It's such a well crafted movie. Like I like I said, I watched it twice. The second time around, you're like, it's just a well put together investigative journalism movie. Yeah. I mean, to me, it was it was as good as all the President's Men. It's yeah. just like a, you're just every scene is. A new chapter of the story, a new development. It's like, whoa, I loved it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we agree on that. Adapted screenplay. You got The Big Short, Brooklyn, Carol, The Martian, and Room. Big Short, also amazing. 
amazing. I thought it was phenomenal and a great, an amazing uh, job taking that book and presenting it as something uh, that was digestible as a movie. Well, that was something I really loved was, uh, you know, they break the fourth wall a, a number of times. Yeah. In, in this movie, and in a good way, because there are times where I watch movies like this where I'm like, I don't know what the fuck these people are talking about. Sure, I don't understand any of these, uh, any of the jargon. Yeah, um, and they did a good job dumbing it down. They did, but at the same time, not too dumb. It's like you know, they did it in a funny way. They did it in a great way. Yeah, and you know, I, I think the fact that it was Adam McKay, you know, really showed something. Like you know, he's known to be a smart guy, but he's known to be a comedy guy. Yeah. And this was, he assembled this amazing cast and then wrote, you know, and then adapted the screenplay. It really, I thought it really was a, a great job. Yeah. Big uh, short. Yeah. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I didn't see it. I saw it. Okay. And I really liked it. Um, you know, it's uh, it's light. Yeah. It's lighter, fair. I, I know it's, you know, it's meant to, I, I will say this. It's like, it, it struck my immigrant nerve. Okay. <laughs> um like I did find myself, you know, tearing up a few times and yeah. like uh but it's not it was not a uh I, I saw this and Carol back to back. Okay. And so it's like, you know, same period of time kind of and like uh you know, it got me on the immigrant on, on my immigrant tip. Yeah. But um and it's and it's a a, a great story. It's nice. But uh, you know, I I don't think it's the best adapted screenplay. Okay, okay, haven't seen it, so can't say. Okay, Carol. Uh, you know, I didn't really love Carol. It was one of my less favorite movies here. I mean, I, it's not the subject matter or the content or anything. It's just that I thought it was just in, insufferably slow mm-hmm. when it didn't have to be. Sure. And it was you know insufferably brooding, and it was insufferably to me. You know, I just found it to be kind of boring. Yeah, uh, even though I think the performances are phenomenal, I love those actresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great period piece. It's a you know uh, the story. I I like the story. It's just you know. Yeah, and I you know I I do feel like we've seen this type of story. Sure, before. the lesbian coming of age. Yeah, in the time when lesbians were not allowed forbidden love. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. but uh, I thought the acting was great. Phenomenal. Um, okay, The Martian. The Martian adapted screenplay. Did you, did you read the book of The Martian? Or I no? did not. I heard I heard the book was great. Yeah, and um, I, I know that uh, you know it's like I have to separate the fact of how much I hated the movie mm-hmm. um, to the quality. Oh, I watched that movie twice too. By the way. Oh, you did. Yeah, well, because my kids wanted to watch Jesus, it. Jesus, you're a and it was one of the few movies that you're a masochist. It was one of those few movies that kids want, my kids could watch. Did you read the book? No. Okay. Do you know if the disco or the uh, <laughs> was not. in the book? I don't know if you want to talk about that now or you want to talk about it in the best picture part. Let's talk about it in the best picture. I'm going to okay. rip this movie apart. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and then Room. The Room. Um, no, just Room. I mean, as the boy says. Room. 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 Uh, I want to go to Room. Yeah. Let's, uh, we'll get more into the movie, I guess, when we get to the yeah. best actresses. It's uh, hard to, be, to get best adapted screenplay if you don't read the, uh, the original book, I guess, or no? I or guess, does that matter? Um, what it really matters is how good the movie is. How good the movie is. Okay. I, I really liked Room. Um, yeah. But, um, I mean, look, I, I just for me, it all just comes back. I'm just looking at the big short there, and to yeah. me, it's like, it's the one. Me too. Okay. I'm a big, big short too, because I, I think, you know, the book was the book, and it was a Michael Lewis book, and, and, that, and, and it was in and of itself a success, 
I think Adam McKay took that book and did great cinematic things with it and really put a flavor into it. And, yeah. And uh, I'm going to go with that too. Okay. Fuck, Lemmy. We're in trouble here, bro. We've got we to gotta split up here. Come we've on. got one. We, we're different on one so far. Different on one. That's the only thing that's going to determine the pissing on the feet. So far. Well, we never know. Okay. okay. Uh, you want to go actor or actress? Uh, let's go actress in a leading role. Okay. Kate Blanchett for Carol. Brie Larson for Room. Jennifer Lawrence for Joy. Charlotte Rampling for 45 years. So R.C. Ronan for Brooklyn. Is that the proper pronunciation? No idea. <laughs> Swarcy? C-O-R-C? Swarcy? Sorcy. Cersei? Maybe Cersei, like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Susie? What if it's Susie? It's just like a weird spell. Right. Susie Ronan? Yeah. All right. Sue Ronan. Sue Ronan. Okay, let's go down the list. Kate Blanchett and Carol. Great. Although I think she's the supporting actress, not the actress. Sure. Okay. That's my problem. Okay, yeah. She's not the lead in the movie. Yeah. Right? She's not. She's not. Okay. And by the way, Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara had a love scene, and only Rooney Mara showed her boobs. Sure. So she should be the leading actress. <laughs> that's, that's how you judge it? That's it. Well, the thing is, like, it's the movie that gets to decide how they submit their people for their awards. Yeah. So that means this movie decided, oh, let's do Kate Blanchett as the best actress, which I, I think is a little dubious, because that means that they were maybe were trying to go for it Based on the name of the actress or the yeah. six, yeah, I don't know. I don't buy it. It seems obvious it. to me that it's, it's flip flopped. Yeah, totally. Okay, Brie Larson, phenomenal, phenomenal. Like that movie. I mean, we can talk about it in the best movie, but that okay. movie made me uncomfortable as yeah. all get out. Yeah, and her acting job was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, okay, Jennifer Lawrence for Joy. I did I not did, see. You didn't movie. see it. Okay, I saw it. She is fantastic in it. She's great in it. The movie, it's one of those movies I had no idea what it was about. Yeah. And uh, I got into it, and I'm like, oh, this is what it's about? Yeah. Like, I had no idea. It's about the woman who on the Home Shopping Network, like, invented the the squeezy mop. Okay. And then became, like, a huge uh, business, successful businesswoman based on her invention of the squeezy mop. Okay. And she was, like, a single mom or, or divorced mom. <laughs> okay. Now I want to see Long that. Island and... Uh, uh, and she fought her way into uh, business success. Okay. Is her name Joy? And her name is Joy. Okay. Uh, and um, she's great. I mean, Jennifer Lawrence has like a brassiness to her, which is just great. Yeah. She's tough, and, you know, she just does a great job. I think she's phenomenal in this movie. I, 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 uh, I didn't. I didn't love the content of them. I'm like, okay, I'm watching the Squeegee Mop Woman movie story. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, but it's funny. Like, though. the content seems to be more like a lifetime movie, but this is sure. a this is an A-list director and an A-list actress with an A-list, you know, with De Niro and Bradley Cooper, they're and they're, you know, and you're like, okay, they're really giving this story the thing here. It's it's interesting, though, because, like, I feel, had I watched it like you had not known anything about it, I would have had the same reaction. Did you know that that was the movie's about? No, no, I'm I tell finding you? it out right now. Right, okay. Okay, I didn't you, know either. You would ask me if I wanted to know. I was like, no, no, I don't want to know. I'm going to yeah. watch it. But then a lot of reviews I heard of it were negative. Right. And so I was like, ah, I just can't get myself up for it. But now hearing that that's what it's about, now that I'm prepared for it, I'm like, I actually might watch that movie. Yeah, well, there are negative things about it. Like, De Niro's character sucks. Okay. And it's unfortunate. Like, they force him into one of those roles where he's like... Not doesn't feel like a real character in the movie, mm-hmm. like the greatest actor of our lifetimes, and they put him into one of these like one of those kind of like grimacy comedy roles that he does now. Sure, you know what I mean. 
and uh, where he's, you know, not a real character. Sure, he's doing Jinxie the cat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, like, you know, uh, uh, and I felt that way about a lot of the peripheral characters. A lot of the peripheral characters were, like, put in as comedy characters, and they were unrealistic, and the circumstances were kind of silly. But at the center of it was Jennifer Lawrence, who, was, who held the whole thing together, I thought. Okay, okay. So... All right, Charlotte Rampling. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Swarcy Ronan. Didn't see it. She was great. She okay. was great. She okay. goes from being a a timid gray mouse. Yeah. Kind of a fuck up. Uh, into a flourishing rose. Immigrant into, I mean, she blossoms. Okay. Into a woman. Okay. An independent woman, a strong woman. An Irish woman? She's so Irish. Oh, her Irish accent is great. She says shit like... Ireland. <laughs> oh, I miss Ireland. Ireland. And you're like, wow, she kept it up the whole way. Like, so I, you know, it's funny because, like, to, to me, yeah, this uh, and a lot of tears, a lot of tears shed. You, you too. Do you cry? I told you this one hit my immigrant button. All oh, right, you got choked up. This one. Oh, what no, was that one. other immigrant one that you loved? That uh, in with Patty Constantine. In okay, America, right? Okay, got it. Yeah. Same button. Did the same button get same hit. Same exact. Button. Same button got pressed. Same exact button. It was like. Uh, <laughs> You know, so, so br- the Brooklyn filmmakers went down to that room, to my emotional room. They knocked right. on the door and they said, "Do you mind if we touch the immigrant button?" And they're like, "No, come on in. That's the one." <laughs> yeah, please do. Yeah, that's uh, that's please open do. door policy. Yeah, hit it. Um, <laughs> to me, it's really cl- to me, it's between Brie Larson and Swarcy Ronan. You know, when I saw Swarcy Ronan, yeah, and this thing, I was like, "She's got this thing locked up. She's so right. phenomenal." And right. then I saw Room, and I was like, "Oh man!" Right. Brie Larson's phenomenal, and I'm riding the wave, baby. I'm going Brie. <laughs> oh, so am I. <laughs> I'm going Brie Larson, too. Yeah. She's great. I thought Jennifer Lawrence was in the running at one point, but now I feel like the buzz is that Brie Larson's just overtaking her. I think this, this was uh, a breakout performance. Sure, and it's a devastating movie. It is, and she's fucking great. She's great in it. So this isn't even like, this isn't even like oh, this is the popular buzz. This is like, she deserves that buzz. Yeah. And you know Brie is my favorite cheese anyway. So. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. All right. God, we're we're picking all the same things, bro. That's, I don't know where it's going to switch here. Okay. Actor in a leading role. Okay. We got Brian Cranston, Trumbo, Matt Damone, The Martian. Boo. <laughs> he did a good job, though. Boo. Leonardo DiCaprio, The Revenant, Michael Fassbender, Steve Jobs, and Eddie Redmayne, The Danish Girl. Yeah. Okay. Cranston. Yeah. I saw Trumbo. I, I like Trumbo. I saw Trumbo. It felt very edgeless to me a little bit. Like, uh, like it. Uh, if I want like a TV thing to me a little bit more, I don't know. It felt like a Coen Brothers comedy to me. It felt like a okay. period comedy to me, even though it wasn't at all. Right. I mean, but I enjoy I, watching. I enjoyed it. I was like, I like the the subject matter. I like the time period. I like the. You know, I, I related to that guy. Like, we had those problems. Like, when you're fucking, your career goes in the dumps and you just want to write your ass off to get yourself out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I mean, and look. And that's and it was great. Look, the dude, I mean, this is real shit. The dude's got a family. He's going to jail. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, he's blackballed. I mean, that that's that's serious subject matter. It just felt, it felt, I was never fully invested in the world. Um, mm-hmm. Now, this is not an indictment on his acting. I actually thought Brian he was great. did a great job. Yeah. There's just something, you know, it's like, you know, sometimes when you still watch one of those, one of those period pieces and they start to lean into a little bit, like, yeah. like, I thought they were bordering on that. Um, they were, but you know, the funny thing is, and they, they have some at the end of the movie, but also I've seen like some interview footage with him mm-hmm. 
It was Trumbo, and that's the way they talk. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I mean, I, like... Which is funny. Yeah. I went into it being like, is this like Bullets Over Broadway? That's mm-hmm. the, that's it. I Okay. Okay. You thought it was a pre-piece comedy. I was looking at it like a Bullets <laughs> Over Broadway. I just had okay. Trumbo, okay. and it's like, you know, Trumbo. Sure. And uh, it was more serious than I thought it was going to be. Um, I thought he did a great job, though. Great job. So, All right. Matt Damon, The Martian. He didn't stand a chance. <laughs> well, I yes. think he's a great actor. I thought he's a great actor, and I thought he did a great job. And you know what? I think that movie would be a hundred times better if they just spent the movie with him. Mm-hmm. Like to me, well, we can talk about it, but that movie falls down when you when you leave the planet. We're going to talk about that. Okay, but and so that means that he his, the strength of his performance is great. Yeah, and I mean the physical elements of it, and you know the things he had to you know. I mean, it's fucking hard to be an actor talking to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I, I thought he does a good job, but I, I just I, I didn't love the movie. So, I, I, you know. I, I think that's the thing. It's like he does a great job, and it's a challenging role because he is alone. Yeah. I think that the filmmakers did not do a good job with what they gave him. Yes. To work with. I agree with that. And there were times... I got the dumb chills, <laughs> and it's not <laughs> sure. It's not because he wasn't doing a great job. No, they just hung him out to dry. They did. They did. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about. Um, that. But he was great as as an actor. He was great. Okay, uh, decaps. I mean, the Revenant. This is like a, this is a legendary performance. Unbelievable. Of, of De Niro proportion. De Niro it was raging bull proportions. Yeah, and you know, it really it really sent off my uh, like my pussy actor uh, meter. Because, like, when I, there's so many times where he's, like, in the snow or you watch him getting into that water and the, all that fur shit. And I was like, as an actor, I'm like, that sucks. I wouldn't want to do that. Oh, my God. That is exa- <laughs> I was like, I wish I'd, I wouldn't really want to do that at all. I started thinking about um, when we made Club Dread. Yeah. And there's, you know, the, the scene when I break the jacuzzi. Yeah. And then, like, the water spills out. Yeah. And there was just water on the floor. Yeah. And, I, like, I'm in a Speedo. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh. It was Britt and me and Jordan laying on the wet floor. Right. Two beautiful women. Two beautiful women and me. <laughs> but how, like, cunty I was feeling inside. Sure. You know, I was like, that was when I was like, in my mind, like, people think acting is just a cakewalk. Well, sometimes it's hard. <laughs> and that was that was my moment. And, right. And every time... He would go because I know where they shot that movie. Sure, and that's not for like, real. That's not a set. Yeah, and I know the conditions they were under. Yeah. and he's in that fucking water. All those guys are in the in that water and in that fucking snow. a lot. Yeah, we just went through on Super Troopers. I was complaining yeah. my ass off. On it was. It was days. raining. I was like, this fucking blows. Yeah, how can I act in this? Yeah, uh, I mean that's what I mean. The dude must have been cold the entire time. You know what I mean? The entire time. And there's like you know there's, there's a scene I think like he eats buffalo meat and like. Yeah. In real life, it, during the scene, he's like, I don't want to try real buff. I want to use real buffalo meat. Yeah. And I'm not going to try it until we actually do the take, because I want people to see my real reaction, like what a real reaction would be to eating that raw meat for right. the first time. Right. <laughs> I, I was watching that scene like I was in pain. Right. Um, so. But uh, yeah, I, I think you can feel the pain of the guy when he's doing it. You know what I mean? Oh, and, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean... The performance is phenomenal. It's on him. It's it's all about him. You know what I mean? Also, yeah. Well, also like, you know, for a lot of the movie, I mean, he got mauled by a bear. Yeah. So not only is he like, is his body completely fucked up, and he's got to c- convey that. 
yeah. physically, but his throat has also been like bitten in half. <laughs> right. So he's like, and then soldered his shut again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ. Anyway, okay. okay. Fastbender. Fastbender, I thought, was phenomenal. In he's that great. Movie. I mean, so phenomenal. I didn't know if I was going to buy him as Steve Jobs, and then I just did. And the cool thing about it was that, and this is what I think is great about the movie and which maybe why it didn't do that well, was that it didn't, it didn't like, sugarcoat the guy. Like, it presented Jobs as an asshole. Yeah. Like, le- legitimately as an asshole. I would say they did a really good job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Come on. Uh, and, like, I don't think they necessarily pulled their punches in that. And I think that's, well, a lot of people were upset about that. And But I thought Fassbender captured that really well because I think it was a, he's a complex guy and he created the genius of the guy and the assholeness of the guy. But then, like, the kind of contrite kind of side of the guy. You know, I think the best line in the movie is 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 at the end. He's talking to his daughter. He said, you know, my problem is that I'm poorly made, you mm-hmm. know. And that's a great line. Mm-hmm. And I thought it captured the whole thing of him in that movie yeah and uh i thought the guy i thought fastbender was phenomenal in that movie i'm gonna compare it to another powerhouse performance where the actor was uh portraying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a character who's uh not supposed to be likable mm. um a little uh, an actor named kevin heffern oh well a character named rodney farva oh yeah farva yeah you remember like we got the test scores back mm-hmm. and y- i think farva tested the lowest he did and <laughs> by far people were like i hate that guy but that right. was like the point and now he's, he's supposed to the most beloved character right. now you like him but that was people the thing. like, like at the time oh yeah no i don't like him right people like him. no but at the time but it's like it's an interesting thing because it's like the actor is doing a great job playing an unlikable guy yeah um or a despicable fellow mm-hmm. and doing a great job and you know you you wonder how much um the power of suggestion leads people to be like, oh, I'm not going to give it to him because I didn't like that guy. Right. You know, or he's an asshole, so I don't like the performance. Right. But it's the visceral reaction that you have. Yeah. You but I mean? it takes, I mean, something else I was thinking about this season, and I, we've talked about it before, but like Fastbender and Christian Bale, like these guys from the UK who come here and take, you know, I mean, Fastbenders take doing, our jobs. And they take our fucking <laughs> jobs. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Go home, motherfucker. <laughs> That's right. Go fucking home. Right. Tom Hardy. And- yeah, go Leeson. home. This should have been Paul Giamatti. <laughs> God damn it! This is you're taking Paul Giamatti's nomination. God son damn of it. a bitch. Anyway, okay, Eddie. Speaking of another bit, at least this guy plays a Danish guy. Yeah. Eddie Redmayne didn't see it. Didn't see it. <laughs> but uh, he was great last I year. Hear it's Steve great. Long. He won last year, right? Yeah, I think I got. I picked him. I, I didn't see it. Um, so you didn't see any Ed, Eddie Redmayne movies, do you? I watched. I watched that Jupiter Ascending. Did you ever watch that? No, I heard it was god awful. He well. He is horrible in it. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I could see how they could have made the movie better. I mean, it's a, it's a fairy tale. It's almost like a kid's fairy tale to yeah. me. I mean, he made some acting decisions, and I don't know if he was told or whatever it was. They're just... Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Eddie, because, you know, you're great in those other movies, but I don't know what, I don't know if he got hung out of dry or whatever. How about the Danish girl, Kev? Danish girl Stay didn't on see point. it. Didn't see it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so uh, I am going with DiCaprio. Come on. That's a no-brainer. I mean, I, I would love, I would have no problem with Fastbender one to me, because I think he's so good in that movie. And that movie is like a, it's all about him. I mean, it's start to finish every scene the guy, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, he has to carry that fucking thing. Yeah. And you got to buy into that for it to work, yeah, so. Trust me, I, I made a movie called Puddle Cruiser. I know how that feels. Uh, yeah. To be, the, to be in every scene. Oh, yeah, I know. Mm. All right. 
All right, we're getting there, man. Let's go down to uh, film editing. I thought there was our last one. Oh, you want to do that last? <laughs> uh, we could do that last. No, we can. I'm picking uh, Spotlight. You are? Well, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Uh, Does this count towards our... Uh... No. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because you're only going to pick one thing. You're going to root for Tom McCardle, and you're going to pick Spotlight. I'm rooting for Tom McCardle. Yeah, you're going to pick Spotlight. Don't you tell me. I'm going fucking Mad Max, bro. <laughs> um, no, no. I... And putting, I'll put spotlight down. Get your juju going for. Uh, I want my friend Tom McCardle. Yeah, get Tom McCardle to win. Yeah, Go maybe, back a couple weeks. He won't and listen uh, to McCardle. Maybe he won't cut the budget so hard in Super Troopers next time. Yeah, McCardle. Super too. I spoke to McCardle at the budget committee. Okay. All right. Director. Director. All right. You got Lenny Abrahamson for the room or yeah. just room? Yeah, for room. Uh, Alejandro Inaritu. Revenant. Adam McKay. Big Short. Tom McCarthy. Spotlight. George Miller, Mad Max. This is a hard. This is a fucking good category right here. There's some guys who really fucking delivered here. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Let's go through them. Lenny Abramson. Okay, Lenny Abramson. First timer, I think. Did he write Room as uh, well? No, uh, I can't remember the woman who wrote it, but um, adapted from a book. Oh right, and uh, there it is. Adapted. Uh, but he, I think he's a first time director. Okay, great job. Incredible job. Yeah, an incredible job. Um, Alejandro Inarito, the incumbent, uh, the incumbent, and also, like, I mean, the front runner probably because, I mean, the epic scope of that movie is phenomenal. Of the Revenant, there are moments. I mean, the bear fight yeah. was phenomenal. There's, you know, three or four things in that movie where you're just like, holy shit! Yeah, I've never seen that before. No, like it, the bear fight, the opening Indian fight. Or Native American Jesus, fight. that was great. The horse going off the fucking cliff into the tree. I mean, it is. It's, it is a, it's a spectacle. It's an epic accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, Adam McKay. Phenomenal job. Uh, unbelievable to me. Like, I think, you know, like I said before, as a guy that you know from, you know, whose uh, Will Ferrell movies or the comedy movies he made, obviously a smart guy, obviously had a interest in the subject matter, and he took a book... That's very obtuse, and then made it into a movie that you could watch and enjoy. Yeah, that's an accomplishment. Yeah, uh, it, same and same sort of feeling I have about like the Brie Larson thing. It's like, you know, this is his uh, his first foray into this kind of material. Yeah, he's a comedy guy, and uh, and he crushed it. I thought so too. I mean, for anybody, yeah, to do a film like this, and that's the beauty of it is he used his comedy. Like, there's funny shit in that movie. I mean, honestly, this this movie reminded me of Wolf of Wall Street. You know? Yeah. Same subject matter, same type of characters. Yeah. Same same comedy, you know? Yep. Um, Shorter. Reminded me of Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Very Scorsesean. Yeah. Uh, okay, Tom McCarthy. Great job. Excellent job. Another very hard subject matter to deal with. Yeah. Great ensemble, great writing. Yeah. Kept all the performances there. Didn't go fucking crazy with the Boston accents. Didn't go crazy with Boston accents, and also didn't go over the top with melodrama, which he could yes. have done. Yeah, absolutely. He, I thought he showed... He focused on the reporters as opposed to the victims more. Which yeah, I think is there was restraint An interesting there. thing. Yeah. Uh, Great job. Yeah. George Miller. George Miller. I, I watched Mad Max again, and that movie, like, like you watch... That's a movie's a, a vision, like a different vision of the of reality or something. You know what really did it for me with... Uh, for this movie, yeah, was the dude with the electric guitar? I know. I was thinking the same thing. That when I saw that, I was like, "That's something that 
we as Broken Lizard would riff on and laugh about (laughs) and then possibly even reject. Sure. You know, but like, that to me was so fucking perfect. Yeah. Because it was so outlandish. Like, I mean... It was just such nonsense. And you just cut to it. Like, it's, oh, you cut to it, and it's the dude's pounding those big drums. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you cut to the guy. He's got no fucking eyes. Yeah. And he's up there on a fucking bungee cord, and yeah. he's just playing them through. You know I loved I mean? it. I loved it. Uh, but I, I thought, yeah, that's indicative of that. It's a, it, it's a different world, like a different vision yeah. of something. And, like, I, I thought it was to have, like, an individual stamp. Uh, I mean, that George Miller had that stamp on this movie. You know what I mean? Well, particularly when you think that he directed... Did he direct Mad Max or Road Warrior? Uh, not both. Or both. I thought both, oh, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. Well, uh, you know, particularly since he did... Since he created... I guess he did Mad Max. Yeah. Um, and probably the Road Warrior then. Yeah. Uh, that, to me, is an interesting... I, I don't know that I've ever... Has has a director ever done that? Remade their own movie? Uh, I guess, but it's not... I mean, I don't think he remade the movie. No, oh, you mean... I mean, you know, it's like basically re-envisioned their own movie and done right, it again. Right, right. I, I mean, don't know. Um, Rocky. I, I, you know, I mean, it was. There were times where I was like, I was overloaded. Yeah. With action. I mean, that guy's that, that to me, it's off the charts. On you know, like I, I look at it, I'm like, how did how do you even do this? Yeah. Like the dude swooping down on the things and picking people up and then swooping back out. It's just you know. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. What do you got then? <sighs> This is a tough one. It's a tough one. I mean, I think it's tough. Because I think we're in a topsy-turvy world here. Um, Aren't we, though? Um, <laughs> I'm just going to go with Inaritu. Ah, fuck me, too. Me, me Inaritu. Me, Inaritu. <laughs> in a pinch. Uh, you know, I think McKay did a fantastic job. Oh, there's, the, the, all, all, you know, McCarthy, all these guys did. McCarthy all these guys fantastic. did. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's, this is a tough one. Yeah. Okay, best picture. Best picture. Let me. I think we only have one. Yeah, we do. It's we uh, only have one different one, and it's the actress in a supporting role. Yeah. Is that really going to be what determines pissing on feet? Especially if if it's the uh, <laughs> a performance you haven't even seen. I'll <laughs> I call know. bullshit. I'll protest <laughs> if you win. Um, okay, best picture. All right, best picture. The Good. Big Short. Yep. Bridge of Spies. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Mad Max Fury Road. The Martian. The Revenant. Room. Spotlight. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Big the big short. short. We've Phenomenal. already jerked it off a lot, but I'll suck its dick again. I will. I mean, I, I think it's my favorite movie of this group, personally. And uh I like I said, I think it's an accomplishment. Like it's a it's a guy who took comedy and I always like some good comedy. You know, that's for example, that's where the Martian falls flat to me. Like their comedy didn't work, you know. The big short, the comedy works and he put it into this integrated into this movie. Yeah. And also took you along on this ride where like at some point, you're kind of you're watching it, and you realize, you know, you're kind of rooting for these people who are betting against this, betting for the system to fail, mm-hmm. and the result of the failure, as they point out in the movie, are people losing their homes and whatever. And so it's like a weird thing where he pulls you into the story, and you're kind of going along with like Carell, who's supposed to be kind of a good guy, but he's the one he's actually capitalizing on on stuff. You know what I mean? But I thought, and, and by the way, this I I am surprised that Steve Carell was not nominated. Is there is there Hubbub? Uh, I don't know. I think. I mean, I think it was part of the stories that you know, like these movies, like Spotlight, like why isn't Michael Keaton? You know, like yeah. these these movies are so ensemble-y that they they probably didn't rise to the level of best actor. 
you know? Yeah, but, he, but Best Supporting Actor, I mean, Carell is so phenomenal. I mean, the thing about... He's great. ...that I thought was great about the big short. Let's start with the, with the Christian Bale character. He's just reading numbers, and he's seeing... He's predicting something... Yeah. ...that's going to happen. And he's not seeing it for... He, he's just... He, he's a guy who's supposed to see where you make your money. Yeah. How to make money. And he sees something huge that... Potentially, he's predicting something that's going to happen, you know, many, many years down the road. Yeah. So he's making his bet now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carell, I think, was great because I think he did a phenomenal job of showing he's a guy who wants that money. He's a guy who does this for a living. He loves a job. He doesn't love his job. It kills his, it kills him. And he feels his, con- I mean, his conscience. You really yeah. see that in that character. But he still cashes in, though. He still cashes in. <laughs> and the same with Christian Bale, which is weird about it. It's like he's you see him crossing that shit off on that board and you know where he sta- his standings are and yeah. and you're rooting for him to not fail. But yeah. the fact of the matter is him succeeding means everybody else failed. You know, and it might not be his fault, but that's the problem with the with the situation is that these guys who make money off of making money, they don't think of the human consequences of these situations and then that's what becomes a heartless industry. Well, that was um, but but like that's the great thing about this movie. And I yeah. suppose, you know, I haven't read the book, so, yeah. you know, I'm sure it's in the book, too. But, like, you know, it's like those the two young guys who I thought were really interesting characters. Um, you know, I mean, look, they try to go to the Wall Street Journal. And it's like, you know, the, yeah. to expose this, this sure. thing that's happening. They, you know, they try. Yeah. But, you know, that that's one of the interesting things about the Brad Pitt, their dynamic. I thought their dynamic was great in that, like, you know, they're like, why would you help us? And he's like, oh, you said you want to make money. Yeah. But Brad Pitt, like, once they close their deal, he's like, don't be an asshole. Right. You're making your money, but you understand at what right. cost. But no, that's that's Adam McKay, though, it's t- telling you that in the sense that the industry itself never had that cathartic moment where they're like, "God, we're assholes." Mm-mm-mm. Like they didn't have that moment. Maybe not. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, Maybe they needed it. But that's the movie I'm watching. Yeah, I know. No, I know. And that's I'm, as I'm saying is that's why it's a skillful job of of creating uh, kind of compelling storylines. Like you you want to know what happens in Root and whatever it is. Yeah. Yet at the same time, you're learning about, you know, essentially what happened. Yeah. No, I mean, which that, was a very complicated thing. That's a complicated thing that the most moviegoers don't want. You know, want to sit there and and have shoved down their throat. You yeah. Know what I mean? and I, but and, and but he was, did it in an entertaining way. A really original. I loved it. Yeah, I loved. I loved it. it. Well, it's my it's my favorite of the movies. Okay. I don't know that it's going to win, but it's a favorite of my movies. Okay. Bridge of Spies. Uh, uh, like we said, I found it boring. I mean, yeah. I found it. I mean, he's obviously well made, and Tom Hanks can shit in a bag, and I'll enjoy watching him do it. Yeah, but like, uh, it wasn't a compelling enough story to me. I thought it was kind of a slow and drab presentation. I thought the movie was good and well told. Yeah, and you know, there were a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. that I thought were interesting. Um, I didn't dislike it. I just, yeah, I don't think it's you know it's going to go into the top five Spielberg. Movies no. of all time, you know. No, I, I ultimately I was like, okay, yeah, you know, I liked it, you know, like during Big Short and Spotlight and Room, yeah. I turned to my wife, I was like, this movie's fucking awesome, right? And she was like, yeah, no, yeah, it is, yeah, no shit, yo, yeah, Bridge Spot, okay, Brooklyn, didn't see it, I saw it, okay, good movie, well told, yeah, touch my immigrant button, um. <laughs> But ultimately, it was, you know... Your sim- M.O. button? It's a simple story. I mean, it's yeah. like, uh, you know... Aren't those the best, though? I won't spoil it, but like... Just uh, say this. If you want your immigrant button push, Chew Crew, this is the movie for you. <laughs> yeah, if you've got an immigrant button and you need you need it to get pushed, 
here you go. Okay. On a silver platter. Okay. Um, it's just not. Uh, it's not a heavyweight compared to some of these other. Sure. Ones. Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. The first time I watched it, like, I honestly was like, uh, I, I might might have been a little too tired. Okay. Too stoned. Uh, I might have been a little too stoned. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Right. It's an overload, and like, I've seen it twice. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I am not. Uh, I'm not denying uh, what an incredible piece, what an incredible accomplishment it is. Yeah. To maintain that pace for that period of time. Yeah. No, I, I like you go through the first forty five minutes, like till they get stuck in the mud, or whatever. You, you uh, forty five minutes, and I'm like watching it. And I'm like, holy shit! Like you can't breathe. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, holy shit! The pace of this movie and the action of this movie and the visual stimulation of this movie is unbelievable. Yeah. Just the wor- It's just a world they created where you feel like you're in this world and it's a fucked up world. Oh, dude, the bad guys. I mean, they're crazy. Crazy. It begs, it begs the like, war boys, uh, huh? The war boys, yeah. It's like, oh, like what do you do? What do these guys do on like Sunday? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> there ain't no Sunday for them. Yeah, I guess are they just go around terrorizing people? Yeah, like just what? fucking chill out. Like what happens when these guys just like take a poop? Right. You know, he's like sitting on the can, they like, want, bro. screaming. They just hang their ass off that cliff and poop down on the people below. I guess so. I had the same exact feeling that you had when you watch it. Like the first time you watch, it, you're like, "Oh my fucking god, what is happening?" Like, blah, blah, blah. that's why I had to watch it again. I watched it on the treadmill. Yeah. And it's a much better. Way. Like you're like, okay, do you look down and, of this and you thing. realize you're actually walking at an eight point oh yeah. speed? You're like flying. The treadmill's like slow down. Yeah, yeah, an, a tremendous. I, I I think it's a, a phenomenal piece of movie making, and I think it'll it'll last forever. I don't know that it's going to win this. Um, okay. The Martian. The Martian. Oh, my God. <laughs> I fucking hated this movie. I, I told you, I wa- the second time I watched it, I didn't hate it as much as the first time I watched it. Oh, my God. I hated this okay. movie so much. Like, my kids watched it. They loved it, you know? But here's the problem with it. It's like, it just goes, it just spins off the rails in the sense that, you know, movies like All's Lost or Gravity, the greatest parts of those movies that you're stuck with a person in this terrible situation. Mm-hmm. And when you're on Mars with Damon, it's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like, the movie's great. Uh, aside from the comic missteps and the disco bullshit. But, like, the problem is they spend so much time back on Earth with characters that you don't give a shit about, with actors who are underused. Mm-hmm. And there are times where I'm sitting there going, like, let's get back to fucking Mars here. Okay? Yeah. I, I, I don't want like, I'm tired of seeing this shit. There's a long period of time where they're not on I Mars. know. Yeah. And I, I think that's where the movie falls down to me. It's like... They wanted to make it so much more epic in scope. Spend all this time with all these other people who are just explaining, you know, not simplistic just ways of explaining, you know, not just explaining what just happened, but telling you what's going to happen. Yeah, like here, this is my pa- the pattern of the movie is this. It's uh, and now I can remember who's who's the older fellow in the movie. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Okay, yeah. he's like, well, that could work. The only thing that'll you know really stop him is if uh, this thing explodes. Yeah. Cut to Matt Damon and the thing explodes. It's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> and all right. through the fucking movie, all, all he and every other character, I mean he was really the main offender, but it's like yeah. cut back to earth. Oh, say we're going to cut back to earth so you can tell us what's about to happen back on Mars. Okay. Yeah. And there's also they do that thing where like there's like literally three or four times in the movie where the character will take objects in the room and present them uh, for us to understand what's happening. Okay. This pen is the spaceship. Yeah. And this is the th- and this salt shaker is the whatever. Yeah. Like literally there are three or four times where that exact thing happens. Yeah. Imagine this pen going around the da 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 da. Yeah. Know? 
It's like, okay. I mean, and that's just poor writing. And, so, and, the, and the disco thing is poor writing. It's like they saw Guardians of the Galaxy, and they were like, God, what a great job they did with their music. Oh, yeah. What a, what a fucking great part of the movie that is. Let's try it. And then they pick uh, uh, the shit, you know, this disco stuff. And whatever, if you like disco or not, it doesn't matter. But what, what, it, what it backs them into the corner of is like, there's a great sequence in that movie where uh, where Damon is trying to get from A to B and trying to fix his thing. And the whole thing is like to Fernando or something. You know what I mean? Like this great sequence of this guy trying to overcome these odds and it's played in a montage to an ABBA song. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God. You've removed all of the emotional awesomeness of this situation because you're playing fucking Fernando. Holy shit. I was, it was, it's infuriating. You and I saw this movie in the theater together. <laughs> yeah. And we were laughing at, at all that shit. I mean, the disco thing. And because also, like, we've been in those rooms, in those development rooms. Like, I remember not throwing anybody under the bus, but, like, The Hangover had just come out. Right. And we had Broken Lizard. We had a film set up, you know, a, a script set up. Yeah. For ourselves to, to act. And, and uh, immediately after that opening weekend, the next set of notes was, we love how the cold open worked in The Hangover. You, you, we had these guys like, you know, basically at their end of act two, low point. Like, right. we've lost the guy. And then go backwards. And yeah. then go backwards and tell yeah. a story. And now, like, every room we went into, every script we had going, people were like, still to this day, they're, they're like, yeah. let's do what they did in The Hangover. Let's start with the cold open, like, you know, where the shit's hit the fan, and then we'll come back and tell a story. Sure. And that's just the way Hollywood works. You know that somebody fucking said that, like... I love this, what they did with the soundtrack in, yeah. uh, in Garden of Unless it's in the book, I have no fucking clue. I don't know. I didn't read the book. I, I but, know. yes, I, I think that's exactly what happened. And they're like, and the problem is they decided instead of it's fucking muscle car music or arena rock or blues or whatever it is, they decided to make it disco. Yeah. And, and disco has its limitations. Sure. And on top of that, yeah. n- not only do they have the nerve to do that and, and play Fernando and all those songs. Yeah. But, like, every third scene, Matt Damon's character would make a joke sure. about the shitty disco mix that, like, Ramirez had left behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the character? Uh, it was Ch- Chastain, whatever. The Jessica lady? Chastain, yeah. Yeah, oh, my God. Like yeah. every- and you have... Ter- and that's, like, his... The final thing. The, the finale in the music. Well, by the way, you have terrible taste in music. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> God. <laughs> laughing. But like, my kids like that, though. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's great. Listen, somebody's got to. But, like... But I, you know that's my problem. I, I think it was a, I think it was a writing and a directing issue, and I love Ridley Scott. Well, but I mean, I think hold like hold on, hold on, there. I'm not done. Okay, I'm not okay, done thing. okay. Then, oh, and you know, you had a lot of too. Yeah, was guys being like, but then you can't do this. But then you, although, yeah, you could try this, and then they would like, yeah, you know, it's that point where they're thinking and they stop in the middle of a sentence. Well, really, the only way you could possibly ever do that is to Hang what? On a what? What? Yeah, hold on. You know, and then they go into it's like the, the stopping mid sentence yeah. moment. Yeah, you know well, I mean? and that one screams. That's like, the, and that whole scene. I mean, the Glover's and the guy's like, you know, I am your boss. After I was like, yeah, 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 hold this. You yeah. know, like, uh, and he's got like all the writing, all the formulas on on his office wall behind him where he sleeps. <laughs> right. And like that to me, I don't know if that's like they called in some comedy writer to punch up. Like, oh, it definitely had the flavor script, of that. But it's yeah. just like you know, I mean. And look, we're, we've often said this. Maybe we're just the assholes. Well, that's what I, like after I watched it again with my kids and my family and stuff, and you know, I, I think my wife's opinion was that maybe I'm a bit of an asshole. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. And, and she, you know what? Maybe I am. And she's not wrong. Right. But that's the thing, though. It's but like, when you watch a movie like Guardians of the Galaxy, 
Well, that's that's the thing that you know that it can be done right. Well, that's the thing that that your wife doesn't appreciate is yeah. that like for us when we see a movie like this, what it screams to us is cookie cutter studio bullshit. Yeah. As opposed to Guardians of the Galaxy, where like it's totally original and there's yeah. great fucking moments and and everything is great about it. Everything yeah. is perfect. About or at that the movie. same time, like All's Lost, which was a movie to me, which was underrated, which you feel that guy's struggle because sure. you're you're with that guy. In the same situation, yeah, right. You're fucking lost at sea, yeah. Well, and and they decide not to heighten that thing by you're hanging out with with these people on Earth, you know. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's the same. It's the same as Castaway. Castaway and and All Is Lost are two good examples of a movie. Yeah, it's a fucking challenge to tell a story like a, a one man on screen the entire time who has yeah. no one to talk to. It's a challenge. They came up with a great way to do it in Castaway. Yeah, and All Is Lost, they didn't really fucking. They didn't do it, you know. Yeah. Like he was like, "What would you actually do? You wouldn't fucking talk to yourself." I, no, maybe you would, but whatever. But maybe like, you would. I mean, I get it. The, the device they used for Damone was that he had to leave a you know a log, so he had to leave a video log. Yeah, know? and so he did. And that's who we talked to. And that's fine. I get that. That's fine. Yeah, and that's a hard thing to do as an actor. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. But I appreciate that. It's it's the other stuff that they tried to use to make it a bigger movie, which annoyed me. Yeah. Then you look over and you see Kristen Wiig in the corner. Doing a dramatic role with like no lines, <laughs> with no lines. Or Sean Bean too. Sean Bean. Was oh totally... my fucking god! Well, Sean Bean. Yeah. Like you're like wait a minute. There's fucking Sean Bean. He's in a room. He's not saying anything. Well, that was the weird thing. Like that, the scene where they introduce <laughs> Sean Bean <laughs> right. was ridiculous. Yeah. Because like all of a sudden there he is. They show him on camera, and we're like, oh my god, that's Sean Bean, and he doesn't have any fucking lines. Did he even have any lines in that first scene? He did. He he ultimately did. And By they, the end. And they put up a little thing like Mitch so-and-so. He's the head of the astronaut. Yeah. But it was like, or... it's a long scene. Yeah. And for the first like five minutes of the scene, he's sitting, the, he's literally looking back and forth right. like a tennis match between two people. And you're like, oh. And they keep doing cutaways to him. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Sean Bean. That's Sean Bean. Give him some shit. Dude. That's that's the best fucking actor in this room right here. That's the guy I want to hear speak the most. Right. I want to pull out a broadsword and fucking decapitate everybody else in this scene. It was just a weird... I mean, obviously, they cut those guys way back, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and there's already too much of them. So it's like, uh, okay. Yeah. Stay on Mars. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Yeah, I think you made your point. All right. The Revenant. Love that movie. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, like I said, that was another one of those movies I watched twice. I had to. I had to. I mean... I think the problem is the middle hour of that movie. Like the like the really fucking huge shit happens in the first hour. Like the bear, all that shit, the fights. That middle hour and then like the last whatever half hour, forty five minutes is the I've got my Tom Hardy guy. In a traditional revenge movie like that, yeah. you would combine those together. Yeah. But in the middle of it there's a lot of like the kind of searching and his, you know, his wife floating in above him in the air and yeah. him having these flashbacks and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, I, I, it definitely lost me a little bit in the middle. Like I could, you could have pulled out a half an hour in the middle of that movie. Dude, let me just tell you, let me film Oscar uh, movie one Oh one right here. Yeah. You want to win an Oscar? Yeah. Give me some floating wife. <laughs> Give me some visions of Braveheart. Sure. Uh, Gladiator. Give me some floating wife. Sure. Give me some Give floaty me wife with a message. Yeah. Give me the floating wife and put an Oscar in her hand to hand. You're strong out. like a tree. Yeah, you know, dude. Strong like a tree. The yeah. tree. The branches are. Uh, you know they're the, waving. You, the roots you can't move them. You know what I mean? But the roots. <laughs> the fucking trunk. Uh, so yes, and the first time I watched it, I definitely zoned in that in that like after like the hour and a half moment. Because you're you're you you're at the point where you kind of want to get to the revenge part of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, so yeah, I mean, I 
if I had a Christmas of it, that would be. But I mean, it's like a spectacle. It's stunning looking. You know, the camera th- stuff is phenomenal. Yeah, I didn't. Ha- I didn't have uh, that problem with the movie that, that you had. Like yeah. I, I, you know, I, I mean, during that time, all I was thinking about was what a fucking pussy I w- I would be as an actor. Sure. I was like, geez. Sure. And like, I love the Indian dude who came along. You know, like yeah, uh, I would have just pushed through that part a little. A little more, fa- a little faster. Well, you know, it's like I think um, it's a choice to make the epic. And well, it's still it would still be epic at two hours and twenty minutes. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> instead of like three our, hours, like our Bill Paxton <laughs> podcast, <laughs> right? Like um, this podcast. But I, I you know, whatever. I, I think The Revenant is a, is a phenomenal accomplishment. It's an epic movie. It's the kind of movie that you give Best Picture to. It's the kind of movie you go to the movie theater for. Yeah, and and you know what? I it was like. I mean, like we talked about, it's like the battle at the beginning, the bear, you know, the horse going over the cliff, the, you know, caught or like burning his throat. The fight scene at the end, I thought was like gnarly. Oh, God. Yeah. The cutting such his fingers a, off. Oh, in such a great fucking, way. Yeah. Great. But, uh, you know, but ultimately I actually felt I found it to be a touch unsatisfying. Oh, yeah. Okay. I wanted a touch. I wanted one level more of like. Um, Torturousness, torture. I suppose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but anyway, but okay. yeah, phenomenal. Fucking. I thought it was great. Phenomenal. Okay. Room. Uh, it took me a while to watch it just because of the subject matter. Yeah. And honestly, in that first forty-five minutes, I almost turned it off a couple of times. Yeah. Because it's it's so painful to watch that first forty-five minutes. Yeah. Uh, to be trapped in that room and uh, it's just. It was interesting because like, you had seen it, you saw it before me, and the way you sort of described your or your disgust with it—it's not disgust for them; it's just the situ- the the circumstances. Yeah, but the, and you wouldn't tell people, me, and I, the, I'm glad you didn't tell yeah. me what it was. I I I thought it was going to be dysfunctional family movie. Oh. Um and so you didn't know what it was. I had no idea what it was. Oh, about. okay, okay. And so I knew, which was preventing me from watching it. Oh, okay. No, I had I had no idea. So I I was blown away by this movie. Yeah, I loved it. No, I, I thought it was an amazing movie. I mean, it's not fun entertainment. <laughs> no, but, you know what the, but you know what? The, that, that was the thing. It was like I found it to be a lot more of a thriller than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the first act, you know, like, like from my perspective going into it, is okay, they wake up in bed. Here's Brie Larson in bed with her young daughter. Yeah. And then she's calling the daughter Jack. Right, and I was like, "Oh, is that what this movie's about? It's a uh, a young uh, a child who's gonna who's a trans going to be a transgender, right? Okay, gender. Um, and then I was like, okay, they're impoverished here, and then I was like, slowly realizing that they're imprisoned, right? And then it's like, spoiler alert, yeah, the whole thing is spoil. We should we should put a spoiler alert yeah, to yeah, yeah, the baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, you know, there's an escape element of it, which I mean, which was thrilling, yes. And and terrifying, you know. Then it gets into some pretty heavy shit. Yeah, no, I, and I, I, it's an incredible perspective to come at the movie from. You know what I mean? To be in that room and then out of that room and then what that kid goes through, and uh, uh, you know, as a parent, like, uh, and a, a parent of daughters, you know, it's like so. That first forty-five minutes, I'm like, I don't think I can. I don't think I can continue. I think I need to stop. <laughs> well. Okay, so that's 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 fair, and that's the thing is like, I have to admit. Okay, so like if you go into my emotional and the uh, my emotional right, cabin, where the uh, where the immigrant button is, where the immigrant button is, yeah, the guy who who the doorman who opens the door to the immigrant yeah. button, yeah, 
uh, does tell you on the way out. But by the way, though, if you want some waterworks, go down the hall to the child button. Okay. Because that thing. The parent button or the? that The, the parent slash child button. Okay, right. Uh, touch that thing and watch the waterworks right. fly. Because, like, <laughs> since I've had a kid, like, that button's, I think somebody's just holding it down. Sure, that button's a little more sensitive now. Oh, my God. Right. And, it, and it shoots. I honestly, Queen, I cried all through this movie. <laughs> in, the, in the room? And, or oh, room? Yeah. During room, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cried all through this movie. And the kind, the kind of tears were like, I'm not even shuddering. Yeah. It's like the tears just rolling out of my eyes. Right. <laughs> I look at this little boy and what he's going through and imagining yeah. my kid, like, what if I was in that situation? Sure. And like, I thought the kid did a great job. The kid was phenomenal. I thought he did a great job. Phenomenal. I mean, did, I mean... He is the 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 lead in the movie. Yeah, I mean he's the center character, central character to the movie, and uh, to put that on a kid's shoulders, who's what's the kid like eight, nine, ten? Uh, yeah. The actor. Yeah, I mean, boy, what a great job! Did a great job. I mean, that's heavy subject matter. Oh yeah, you know, you think of like historically, it's like Jodie Foster when she was in uh, Taxi Driver. You know, they had to give her all sort of psychological profiles to make sure she could handle mm-hmm. playing a child prostitute. Like, you know. I was feeling that way about this kid. Like, wow, how does a kid handle this thing? Yeah. You know, like, uh, I mean, this is heavy-duty shit. And by the way, like, we've made films. Yep. And it's like, you know, Club Dread is, is one that I think about like this. Like, Club Dread was something because you're dealing with sort of like the evolution of, you know, a, a, a mystery. Yeah. Of some kind and, you know, a, an emotional arc for characters. You have to know where you are in every scene. Yeah. Like, and, and movies are not shot sequentially. Right. So that, like, on any given day, it's like, you know, well, today in the morning, we're going to shoot the scene where you just found out that, you know, your best friend died. Right. So you're going to be fucking highly emotional. Uh, in the afternoon, you're going to shoot uh, the second scene of the movie. They take place in the same location. And so you have to be totally happy and everything. But you have to you have to really prepare and know where you are in the movie and for like an eight year old kid or however sure. old it is to do that. I thought was an incredible achievement. Yeah. And grows hair along like that. Come on, dude. I mean, come on. All right, Spotlight. We talked about a lot, too. Great movie. Incredible. In- incredibly well-crafted movie with an ensemble cast uh, about some subject matter that, you know, is is really horrifying, but they handle it from a very kind of, like, analytical way, which I think is a good thing because you're not dwelling too much in the sensationalism, but the reality of it, which I think yeah. is a great, a great approach to doing it. Well, you know, like... um. It, 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 I compared it to all the president's men. Yeah, and and that it's you know it's it's a true story about journalists, investigative journalism. Yeah, yeah, who uncovered something huge, and you know because of the subject matter again, it's like you know people, kids being abused. Yeah, you're rooting for these. Like I had a rooting interest in this. Yeah, and and it was you know the obstacles they were encountering and the cover ups and all that shit. Like when they finally get there, it's like it was so cathartic. Yeah, um, so. It's a great movie. Really amazing. It's a great movie. Okay. That's okay. the list. Yeah. Where are you going? I'm going to say this, Queen. My yeah. three favorite movies on the list are yeah. Big Short, Room, and Spotlight. Okay. But I'm going with The Revenant. <laughs> it's true. I, my favorite uh, on the list is The Big Short, and I love Spotlight, too. Uh, I, I think The Revenant wins, though, okay. because of the spectacle. So Okay, so Revenant we picked. God, Lemmy. So it comes down to the best supporting actress. All it comes down to is the best supporting actress. And yeah. I picked Alicia Vikander in a movie I have not seen. Yeah. And you picked Kate Winslet. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so that's it. That's the piss right there. So wait, let me recap. Best picture, we picked. We both picked The Revenant. Yeah. Best director, we both picked Inaritu for The Revenant. Uh, best actor, we both 
pick decaps for mm-hmm. the Re- revenant. Yep. Uh, best actress, we both picked Brie Larson for Room. Supporting actor, we both picked Stallone for Creed, even, even though, though neither of us saw it. it. Yep. <laughs> actress <laughs> in the supporting role is where we split. I picked Alicia Vikander for The Danish Girl, and you picked Kate Winslet. Original screenplay, we both picked Spotlight. Adaptive screenplay, we both picked The Big Short. And film editing, we both picked Spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah. And we're rooting for McCardle. Good luck, McCardle. Tom McCardle. Good luck. Good luck, McCardle. Um, uh, okay. And so uh, Piss on the Foot is going to come down to Best Supporting Actress. Wow. That's funny. It is funny. I mean, the last two years that we've done this thing, we've been wildly different. We have been, yeah. Like, I've been kicking the shit out of you. I know, I know. I'm I think pissed. you played it right, though. I think it was that uh, it's like drafting another car and racing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just just riding my wake and then picking one little place to, to vary for a victory. Well, not like I, <laughs> I fucking sat in your wake. Let me tell you something. The fact that we both picked Stallone for Creed, even though, you know, that's strategy. That's called strategy. You, you right do that there. based on buzz, sure. How about for fun? No. No, no. We did, we did, uh, no, we did. a side bet. A side bet. Okay. A side bet. Let's take a look at that actor in a supporting role category for one. Why don't you go Ruffalo? I'll go Christian okay. Bale. Fine. And let's, like, uh. But if Stallone wins, then what? Then, then it's moot. Okay. Then it's moot. But if Stallone doesn't win. Okay. And it's Christian Bale, I will win X. And okay. if Ruffalo wins, you will win X. What, what should that one be? I don't know. We got to come with that. But we're long now, so. Okay, folks. We're going we're gonna to work that out <laughs> on our own. But so, okay. This may be the most agreement we've ever been on anything, Queen. Unbelievable. I don't know. Okay. Do you think there's a guy out there whose name is Oscar Ballot? Hi, yeah, how you definitely. doing, Oscar? Ballot. Oh, I think there definitely is. I wish my name was Oscar Ballot. If your last name is Ballot, you can name your kid any number of things. Oscar. Uh, All-Star. Uh, I thought you call him All-Star? Yeah, I forget. All-Star Ballot. Yeah, All-Star Ballot. Thank That's, you. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm, Al- I'm Alistair Ballot. <laughs> Alistair Ballot. That's a good name. Alistair Ballot. I like that name. Uh, okay, everybody. Uh, that's it for our Oscar picks. I know you guys wait with bated breath all year for them oh, to come. Oh, man. All right, Chew Crew. Uh, all right, Chew on the way out. Mm. My mouth is dry. Mm. My mouth is dry from the vitriol I spewed it at The Martian. I know. Like, I have... I, I know. Have I hope you're never going for a Ridley Scott movie. I'm going to finish my popcorn on the way out. No butter. No butter. Mm, nachos. Okay. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, Chew Crew. Now leaving Nerdist.com.